podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, Ross of Miami's 11. Hope you're safe and well. New channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may have any time to put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Um, today's guest, uh, you know, we do we do well on this channel. We have some great, yeah, we've interviewed lots of former Hammers as well as fans, but lots of former Hammers. And we've got another one today. He's dressed up for the occasion as well. Um, <laughs> I've just been for a walk. <laughs> all right, Steve, all right, Steve. Yeah, all right, untuck it, untuck it. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Sponsor. There you go. I've named your sponsor as well. Very good. Very good. They'll be happy. They'll be happy. But anyway, for those of you who don't know, we've got Mr. Stephen Bywater. Um, made almost 70 appearances, first two appearances for the club. Uh, a long time, eight years he was at the club. Um, and uh, he's just been out for a walk. So how are you, Steve? How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Yeah, I'm just uh, just been out for a walk, a bit of fresh air, get a bit of bit yeah. of sun before it goes down. It seems to come and then and then goes so i just just yeah. literally nipped out and i looked at the clock and i thought two o'clock so i've uh i'm here yeah. and i'm early yeah. that's right that's right he's on time as well god that has never happened to an interview footballers as well Good. Uh, <laughs> how have you been mate in between this sort of weird world we live in at the moment i've been great i've been uh just focusing on just myself really you know yeah. not being able to go out so what i'm gonna do talk about it no i'm gonna do some press-ups i'm just gonna keep fit uh, I'm going to watch the news because there's nothing else to do. There is nothing but news on, uh, which is gossip. And just uh, speak to mates on the phone, on videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just chill out, really. Make sure mum's all right, sister's all right, mates are all right. Yeah, I've got yeah. everything for everyone if they need anything. So, you know, just look after everyone and just be chill. Just be relaxed. It is what it is. It? It's tough. Do you know what? It's tough out there for people as yeah. well. But yeah. if you get, if I get in that mindset of, call oh, these people in, these people there, you you kind of get sucked into like yeah. uh, into a different person, don't you? You need to like be, you know, just be aware and try and help, but you can't get sucked into the way things are. It's it's, it's kind of like it would be depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally, it would be. And you're right. I'm very similar to you. It's like you know, you just gotta you just gotta stay chill to it. I know it's, it's nothing you can do about it, is there? I mean, no. you know, it's a, it's a shitter for everyone who's obviously. You know, like that. You know, take talking back to West Ham because we always do. It's just shit. Obviously, there's you know guys who got tickets for the Crystal Palace game on Wednesday, and now they can't do it because we've gone back into tier three and stuff. Yeah, but it's just a shame. You know, what I mean, I had a season, yeah. I had a season ticket for Liverpool. Uh, mm. I went to an auction. Uh, sorry, I went to James Milner's foundation. Uh, his causes, his charities were amazing. So I yeah. donated, but as an old donated, I got tickets for Liverpool for the rest of the season in December and I thought Do you know what they're going to win the title it's going to be amazing <laughs> and then literally the world shut down in March but yeah. the charity's benefited yes. and it is what it is and you know yeah. it's out of our hands we're just little uh, little ants aren't we little cogs yeah. in a wheel so what are we going to yeah. do talk about it or crack on I know that uh, there's, there's a few pub um, you know restaurant and bar owners that I know and yeah. it's tough yeah and they need, they need people need to you know People need to help and sort them out, and you know it does. Yeah, it. we. I mean, we also we've interviewed quite a few sort of performers, like actors and stuff like ah, that, and yeah. and they're like, you know, shit, you know, they can't do nothing at the moment. You know, it's and the time, aren't they? Yeah, it is, and it's like they had like maybe like a two week period where like we were sort of in between. Well, London was in tier two, so yeah. like everyone went shopping and everyone went Brilliant. to the theatre, and and then it's like right, fuck it, you can't do it now, and it's like, oh, you know, so it's just, no. it's just but what you know it is, what? I, I've been like the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. They really nailed it from the start. Yeah, yeah. They got straight onto it. Mm. They put on shows in um, in Abu Dhabi. You know, yeah. they really they nailed it. And then the boxing came on. Yeah. And then the football kind of like was was ticking over. And it was like, you know what? It's as a spectator and as a supporter, it was actually okay. You could like, yeah. from a distance, you could like watch and follow something. So mm. yeah, I've been I, to be honest. I've been probably watching more sport than I've ever yeah. done. Yeah. So, you know, and you it appreciate is, athletes as they are, you know. Yeah, it is as well. I mean, you know, it's particularly with the football, as you said, it's like I think now people have become acclimatised to not going at the moment because it's it's been like 15 games, really. It's bar. ridiculous, isn't it? It's yeah. ridiculous how many games and it's just like, oh, bring the crowds back when you can, but hurry <laughs> up and... yeah. You know, put measures in place or whatever, or just everyone it has silly. It does seem silly. You can get on a tube, you can get on a flight, you can do all this, but you can't watch a football match outside. Yeah. Do you know, you know what? what I mean? Even putting a face mask on and just mm. going to the games, everyone would, everyone would do that, wouldn't they? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. To go and watch football, you'll do yeah. something. But 
do you know it's it I actually don't know how it affects the players because mm. it really is like a training game. So they've yeah. had to adapt because the competitive edge, I know I've I was lucky to play at Upton Park, you know, and, and the atmosphere yeah. there is like close and intimate and it was yeah, good. Yeah. You take that imagine that now, uh, Upton Park with with no atmosphere. I know they're not yeah. there, but I'm just saying for, for when I was playing there, it'd be it's a totally different it's like the advantage goes to everyone. It's just, you know, the, the away team. And... I've, been, I've been totally on that. I mean, looking at looking at the Premier League now, it's no. I think it's no surprise that the teams down the bottom are people like Sheffield United, the Burnleys, Fulham's, all tight grounds, all small grounds, you know, where yeah. particularly sort of the teams going up West Brom as well, where they need that extra 12 man. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's 12 man. It's an impact, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not intimidating. It's just like a... a, a an atmosphere, that's the word yeah. is, it's an atmosphere that yeah. you know you're away. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You know you're away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... It is. And I think there's no surprise that this, like the last weekend, obviously, you had, um, you know, you had Fulham at home, you had, um, well, yeah, Burnley, Burnley, obviously, Arsenal at home, but they Burnley lost. But Fulham obviously put a performance in against, uh, against what's name, and um, Palace against... Liverpool, I think. I can't remember. No, I can't remember it was. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the teams that had fans, their their time, their team seemed to put a performance in, put a shift. A little in. bit of an edge, yeah. Yeah, it gives you a boost. Yeah. It? It gives you a boost but... yeah, but West Ham seems to be play better without any fans. So as long as you know, <laughs> it's a place sometimes, to sometimes yeah. they do. Yeah, <laughs> well, they do at the moment, isn't it? Do it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll take that. We'll take sixth at the moment. Christ. Um, yeah. Exactly. Right. Let's go back and talk about you and West Ham, man. Because um, that's what everyone's choosing for. They, they like to hear about you, but they, they like to know about oh. West Ham. Because that's what yeah. it is. Um, right. So, obviously, for those, for those say, less experienced fans, I don't call them younger and older fans, but less experienced fans, you might not have seen Stephen play, you know, because we have fans who are from all the way from, yeah. you know, little little legs all the way up to old oldies, golden oldies. Um, so, Stephen signed when he was 16. Um, from Rochdale, I want to yeah, say, um, in not late, late 98, 98, 98, yeah. 97, 98 yeah. What was how did that happen? How did that happen? Basically, um, I, was, I was involved in the England setup, so yeah. under 18s, under 21s, uh, and West Ham wanted me, wanted to see me really. And because Rochdale yeah. are a small club and they wanted obviously finances and you know, stuff like that, they, they let me go and train for a week. Uh, and I trained with Les Sealy for a week, and they said they'd like to sign me. And it was simple as that. And said, you know what? When I'm walking in change rooms at the time with Rio Ferdinand and Frank Lampard and all these young, amazing talents, um, you just don't say no. You've got to move out. You've got to move, move, you've got to move out, haven't you? You've got to go. So it was exciting for me, but it just literally happened like that. But I think it was because I was on that platform of uh, England under 18s, under 16s, under 21s, and I was at a smaller club. And uh, yeah, I I had an opportunity. And the opportunity was because I was a big fish in a small pond being at Rochdale. Oh, yeah. And I went from a small fish into a, a big pond. And it was it yeah. just, um, no, it was, it was an opportunity and I was lucky. Yeah, no, exactly. And as you said, walking into a change room, seeing people like that. And obviously, then you got involved with, obviously, with, with Tony Carr. We've had Tony on the channel and stuff like that. As you know, And actually, he picked you in his 11, Stephen. Did I? He what picked nice you in his guy. 11. Do you know there what? You we did set a record, though, didn't we? In the Youth yeah. Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, what a nice guy, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed him so yeah. I remember that game, that, that youth cup final, God dear. Yeah, that was that was mental that game, wasn't it? The one at Upton Park where like you had fans all the way. They didn't think and it was only two. They didn't open the ground, did they? They didn't no. open the ground and then and the fans like all around the touch lane. Mental. And they walk they're walking around the pitch, getting yeah. into the stadiums, they like do you know what? I don't think I've never seen that. I've not no. not seen that in a youth game. No. Not seen that. Fill in fill in the stands. <laughs> that's just true West Ham that isn't it yeah we're on the amazing. telly as well and they still said sod that I'm coming to uh, to watch I know, I know. it's Brilliant. incredible yeah that's, you know, that's the things that give, gives me goose pimples you know what I mean that's West Ham yeah Um. so yeah no, I've been lucky yeah I mean we've had um, we've had like, like people like Bertie on as well and obviously Bertie Bertie Braley, nice yeah, guy yeah top bloke top bloke um, and uh, and yeah he was saying the same thing it was just like goosebumps thinking about it again yeah you know, it is. Or 20 odd years ago and still it's like they try you know it's like you were there yesterday it's absolutely mental and uh it doesn't happen that often does it no nah, no nah, not like that but it was, you're not uh, allowed to do that now anyway you won't be allowed to just turn up and open stands and stuff you know health and safety and stewards and all that like they just yeah 
Exactly. And you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't have no, no effing chance to do any social distancing with Upton Park the way it was, was it? I mean, no. at least London Stadium, it's like it's set up. Is it's it? Like, you know what? Yeah. I've not, I've not actually been. I've not been. Yeah. I've just yeah. not been, but uh, people say the parking's a nightmare around there. So you have to get a train well, and all that lot. So. Yeah, you have to get a train. Yeah. But I mean, not being funny, you know, unless, unless you were fortunate enough to get a player car parking at Upton Park. No, I used to park near the video <laughs> shop around the corner. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was a player because it was easy to get out. <laughs> Honestly, I used to walk around the back way, dead easy. Brilliant, love it. I used to remember when we had, um, who was it? When we had Llama, when we had Llama, he would always, he would always leave. I don't think he showered. I think he literally came out off the pitch, picked his stuff and went because he was always stuck in Green Street. Um, Just as smoking away, was there? Bernard Lamar. You know about Bernard Lamar? Yeah, good old Bernard Lamar. You used, to, used to come out to train having a fag pointing it out and just start training brilliant <laughs> that honestly you just that, chilled he was just so yeah. relaxed and he was a, he was an athlete he was yeah well i mean he, you know you, you see you know some of the guys you you trained with and played with you know um from a goalkeeper's perspective you know obviously i know i know i know celez obviously made a massive impact in your life and as yeah. i said before hopefully we get joe on very soon but i'm looking forward to talking to joe um and you know you had some great like shacker and you had some great goalkeepers and and you know obviously went out on loan and stuff like that a bit but still yes almost 70 appearances you made for the club and you know there was a couple of defining seasons for you definitely those sort of championship seasons mm-hmm. uh for sure when i mean but obviously for those you don't know Stephen made his debut in in the in a in possibly the craziest game i think i've ever seen at west ham and i think i ever will see at west ham the bradford city game yeah <laughs> What Crazy. was that like? Because obviously Shane, um, he broke his leg. You came on and he just like... It was about... In, I, I literally just come out because when I warmed up, I had a quick shower and I got my change, got ready. And yeah. uh, he just kicked off and literally went down, didn't he? Just literally two minutes. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm on the pitch, right? It was like surreal because I just like just got ready, not expecting to just go on straight away. And the uh, yeah, I was, it was uh, it was surreal. And it was just, you know, I enjoyed it, but it was more like I was watching it rather than... Yeah being involved in it and that's how i can only explain it it's like it's not all not shock it's more like surreal it's, it yeah. was enjoyable do you know if you're just in the moment and you just call oh, this is this is good here i got crowds there you got the players there you got the balls there he's coming towards me wow it's like it just <laughs> so fast but i enjoyed it but it was just surreal and i never had a doubt we'd lose it was one of them where you just it's so good that yeah. You get carried away, and it's just like we're going to win anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought. I genuinely four two down, we won anyway. But oh. there were so many, so many things that were going on that were on the pitch that just doesn't happen. And it's like, no. does he sit down? And is Paolo really sat down? Does he really? Is he really telling everyone he wants to come off? And like <laughs> people lobbing you, people trying to score from halfway lines. I'm thinking, it's like. A, it's like a console game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like a game of FIFA. Yeah, totally like FIFA. a game of FIFA. It yeah, was yeah, FIFA yeah. with all the uh, without the. Well, yeah, because well. I mean, yeah, we've had like people like Monks on, and obviously Monks scored, and I think he gave. Then he he gave the shot away. He gave the penalty away, and yeah, uh, yeah it's such a. I watched it the other day, and it was just like you don't get games like that anymore now. Um, no, it was more open and just free, and just like yeah. is this. It was proper football, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Proper yeah. With your mates, football. That's what it was. It had everything. With your mates in the park, it was football. It was that time as well where, I mean, for me, that was the most enjoyable time to be a West Ham fan, I think, to be that sort of red nap era because you turn up to every game and, like, bits, something something always happened every game, whether it was yeah. a Paolo being Paolo or a Monk's tackle or... And that game was just an amalgamation of everything. You didn't... I didn't turn up on Saturday against Bradford City thinking I'm going to be watching a game I'm still talking about 20 years later. Crazy, you know isn't it? <laughs> can you believe we sent them down oh brilliant <laughs> they even lost like, out on a few points didn't they they did even the jamie lawrence dyeing his hair red as well i remember that vividly no. it, it stood out oh, i know it just, everything about it was just uh different yeah it was different it wasn't it wasn't normal really was it uh, but uh, yeah it was good fun. No, it's a good fun. It's just, I met with Paul Jewell. Paul Jewell uh, was at Derby many years later, but he never spoke about West Ham and stuff. And because he was the manager there, and yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was a, it was one of those funny games, which no. certain, certain games which sort of stay, and obviously that stays in a lot of people's memories. So, um, no, yeah, definitely. for me, they should have won that game, but it was never yeah. in doubt. You know, when they had, and then and then they went down by I think only a few 
didn't go down by much of a margin. Yeah. So it's fate, isn't it? It's one of them. It is, I, I, was it is. Meant to, I was meant to come on. We were yeah. meant to win. There was meant to be that drama, and it was meant to be talked about forever. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's true. It's just such a West Ham thing, and it's just like it's part of sort of modern folklore at West Ham. That five four game, though, it just is. Yeah. Um, no, and and obviously, you know. I mean, you know, it's before sort of the they sort of the championship seasons where I think you know you obviously got your most of your um, appearances. Obviously, you went out on loan quite a bit. What's that like for a young player going out on loan? Um, is it is it enjoyable? Do you feel like you know? I enjoyed it. I did. I yeah. I thought every time I did on, did went on loan, I did I did well because I actually um, I see the bigger picture. When sure. you go out on loan, you you're there to help that team, mm. and uh, you want to help those players that are in that team. You're not there to have a jolly up. You're not there to um, to to waste anyone's time you're there to benefit yourself benefit the team benefit the, the supporters yeah. because that's what you're there to do so as a goalkeeper it's rare that you get many positions to go out on loan too so i had i had a few options and i kept going out on loan it was good but i was realistic you know if there was any chance of me playing for west ham yeah i had to be playing yeah. and um and you know these levels at your young age you're not going to be in the premier league as a goalkeeper as you know you need experience and i had to go out on loan to play and i thought I'm gonna go there, enjoy myself, and and work hard for, yeah, work hard for the team, and it, and I'm also representing West Ham as well. Yeah, I want them. I want to go there. It's like Stephen Bywater from West Ham. What's he like? How are they bringing their kids up at West Ham? Yeah, and you're representing the whole, the Tony Carr, the whole philosophy, the Good ethos, point. and and mm-hmm. that's why that's what I believed in. So that's why I um, I went on loan so much because I did a good job when I went on loan. Yeah. Um, and I represented myself in West Ham t- yeah. to the level that they're at, and that's that's the best way to do it. It's really good, yeah. It's a good chat. It's good, good way, of, good way of thinking of it. You know, I, you know, it's like I imagine for some players, it, it's quite demoralising to go out on loan. Um, but then I, for for guys like yourselves, and we've had for like Frank Newble, for example. I mean, he was he went on loan loads of times as well, yeah. for West Ham, and he was the same thing. You know, it was all about getting game time. I needed game time. I needed to show people that I was, you know, I was hungry. And as you said, you know, quite a few times you went out on loan, you end up getting recalled because. You, know, you were injuries. playing well, yeah, and injuries yeah. and stuff. So, as you said, you're in the, you're always in the, in the shop window in terms of being, you know, getting recalled from West Ham. So it makes perfect sense. Um, and then obviously come back, you know, with injuries, we went down, unfortunately. Then that sort of oh three oh four season, and then the following season, that's when you sort of really, you know, you were, that's when your big most bulk, bulk of games at West Ham. Um, and obviously we had, uh, we lost the Palace, the, the yeah. Palace, which. Even now, even now, when I can still close my eyes and see like thirty thousand yellow shirts bobbing to glad all over, oh. I can still see it. It's just like, but what's it like for a player to be in a playoff final? It must be so. Um, it's exciting, but mm. it's exciting. You know, there's it's more of a process because yep. you've not just got to the final. The semi-finals are just as good. I mean, the Ipswich game I was know. like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the, the semi-finals are just as precious and just as good, not only to yourself but to the supporters. And you, yeah. you, you have to. Um, I think you, as a as a player, you have to control yourself and be um, more like just not too excited, but not yeah. too. And you have to keep on that. And it's it's nice that you have semi-finals before a final, to be honest, because it's like a rehearsal. Sure. And then when you get to the final, it's yeah, it's another game like the semi-finals. Uh, you're going to get more. Sp- spectators more passion there and you just need to win it doesn't matter how it's one of them games you've just got to win there's no yeah. drawing today and it's like the semi-finals there's no drawing and we got there and we, and we you know we lost and it was like the worst but then you know that you don't want to be in that position again and yeah. if you are you've got to win yeah you know then you know it's uh it's not a nice feeling to to lose any game but a final after it's uh it's I know it's hyped up in the media, but you don't. It's hyped up more in the media now because there's more outlets and more platforms, and there's more opinions and more voices. So it's uh, it was exciting, and that we're a team. Alan Pardew yeah. was was good. Alan yeah. Pardew was a really good coach. I liked him as a coach. Really good coach. As a man, though, yeah. he's a bit he's a bit uh, larger than life, and he's a bit. Yeah. Chocolate. I think that's what Bob, Bobby Z calls him. Chocolate. No, he didn't call him chocolate. He called him fondant because that's even bigger than chocolate. You know, fondant, it's, it's even bigger than that because if you you'd eat yourself, but he was fondant. But do you know what? I liked him. He was, yeah. he had that awe about him that's, that gives people belief. Mm. So I'd rather have that than someone who's, um, who's quiet. And he was, his coaching was mega. 
Yeah. So, although he was very Mourinho like, mm. I've never seen Mourinho coach, but obviously he's a good coach. But Pardew was a coach, yeah. and he used to take his time to do the individuals with the midfielders, with the individual players, not in, in groups. So, we had it all really. We just didn't yeah. get the result on the day. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was true, and obviously that Ipswich game in the in the playoff semi final, you know, the, the home tie, everyone still talks about that as one of the as one of the, sort of the the greatest nights in terms of atmosphere, you know, modern day. It was West rocking, Ham. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was proper rocking. rocking. Yeah. It was rocking. Do you know what? And the, the away games as well was rocking as well. Yeah, it was like we played Ipswich every semi final or something. You know, it's it's just like us all them, wasn't it? And it was it was always yeah. that's good. Time. But yeah, it just as you said, it's one of those things, and obviously you, you sort of dust yourself off. You go right, okay, fuck it, we don't want to be in this position next year, and then obviously we end up being in that position that, that year. But but obviously we went up, yeah. and obviously we won. Yeah. And and famously, you know, it, you came on for the the last sort of five five minutes from Jimmy yeah. Diddy's leg in, and he, again, you know, it'd be funny, like you know, what was it like five minutes to go? On you come, Steve. You're like, what the fuck? Five minutes well, to I was, go. I was having a jog with Teddy Sheringham, wasn't I? He was on. I said, man, I said. I'm coming on here because I thought he was coming on. Um, but yeah, Jimmy got injured and I just came on. And it's just, to be honest, though, I'd played a lot of the season. You had, yeah. I'd known from the season before what it's like. And the the team itself had been built over a, a, a year as as well. Do you know what I mean? So definitely, it was more established. There was no way we were going to lose at no. this time. And we weren't going to lose to Preston either. And not being funny, but we were a massive club. And yeah. They did well to get where they were, and they did well to get in the final. And Billy Davis was a good manager. He actually signed me after that, didn't he? A couple of years yeah. later. But on the day, I just yeah, I was coming on. I was more experienced. Yeah, I was. Um, and you know what? If you're gonna have a backup goalie on the bench at the time, I was the best. I was the best one in the whole league. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, the, it was confidence, and I was I was okay. I just came on. Um, Played whatever it is, five, seven minutes, whatever it was, and then just came off and we'd won, and it was happy days. And I was yeah. pleased for everyone, and I was just pleased that we'd won because last year we hadn't. So yeah. I'm very, I'm more of a big, big team player and a big like supporters and the chefs and the, the ticket yes. sales. We want to sell tickets to the Premier League, not the League Championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm a big uh, advocate of uh, you do well if you're in a team, and but you've all got to pull in the same direction together, and that's. That's why. Do you know what? That's why I probably lasted so long in football because I'm a team player. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, it's like, and you know, obviously, you know, you could then, you know, you like, obviously you came there last year, and it was, obviously it was awful when we lost, and then coming back, and then obviously going up, and just seeing all the fans there, and as you said, you know, you've been there a long time as well. Um, you know, man and boy, basically, weren't yeah. it? To be fair. Um, must have been nice to sort of celebrate with the fans and and just you know because it was so many of them as well. It wasn't like it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Was it? It was like it was like uh, it was just amazing. It was yeah. just literally Cardiff was you know and oh, just rocking on it. I I didn't mind that stadium for the playoffs to be honest. I, I, you know, I I I'm really I prefer you know obviously. Yeah, it's quicker for me to get to Wembley than it is Cardiff, but but it's a day out and it's nice, and yeah. when you're there, it's spacious and it's oh, exactly. easy to walk to the stadium like a proper. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can you can you feel got, the atmosphere yeah. building up. I know exactly. So what I mean. we enjoyed it. That's why we learned I mean, from the first one. We thought fans ain't going to come support us and get beat again. There's no way we would have lost that game. No, no. way. Nah, nah, definitely. Because obviously Preston had done what we did basically that season, and Preston came through towards the end where we did that momentum. previous season. So they had the momentum. But yeah, I know. I, I mean, Cardiff's a great place. It's a great because obviously the stadium's bang in the middle of the centre as well, isn't it? So all the bars and they split the city in half. And yeah. you, know, once I, you know, I, I think it's brilliant. Obviously, we knew where to go because the West Ham fans have been there last year. Last so. year, yeah. So it's phone from home, but there was a. I, I feel there was a confidence in everyone's. Yes. yes. You know. Didn't do it last year. That's forgotten. We've had a great season, and yeah. it's going to finish great. That's the that's that's how it was. And remember, Alan Pardew instilling at us all year. Mm. Yeah. You know, I remember the Ipswich night. He said it's a night of crosses, lads. It's a night of crosses, and the statistics were the crosses. You get the crosses in into the box, yeah. final third, you'll win. And we did like stupid stats on the crosses on yeah. the Ipswich. So that. he was confident on how to beat Ipswich. He was confident on how to beat Preston. He was confident and it was good. Well, I suppose it just rubs off on you as a player, isn't it? The manager's already, he's, he's up. He's already won. Yeah. He already won. Last year, it, it, it was a different vibe and it was, um, 
was a newer team, so all well, you know, we gelled a lot better in the second year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. Talking about teams, talking about teams. Um, obviously, everyone we get on, uh, whether it's a fan or ex-player, we get them to do their Hammers 11. So, yeah. you know, they, well, they pick an 11, usually 4 4 2, it's easier, um, of the players they played with during their time. Now, obviously, you know, eight years of the club, you had some phenomenal players you played with. Yeah, so, it'd be interesting to see your 11. And as I said, everyone's done it. The only per- people who don't done it, haven't done it so far is uh, your one of your former coaches, Harry Redknapp. Um, you started chatting about Bobby Ferguson and stuff and, you know, like H does and, um, and Rhea Coker, he didn't pick his 11. Why not? Because he said, Oh, I I let the fans pick my 11. It's like, it's a cop out. That's a cop out. Nigel, you've ever heard one, but anyway, until I, Ian Bishop didn't, but Ian Bishop, because he didn't want to piss anyone off. And that's Bish. He's like that. Right. So we'll do your 11, Stephen, because you're, because, you know, I've really enjoyed chatting because you, you seem to be really open. And it's lovely. To talk yeah. yeah, it's good, man. Um, right. So um, loads of goalkeepers. Uh, you can yeah. pick yourself if you want to. Um, nah. Who's going to pick in goal? So the thing is, right, I'm thinking, I'm just going to p- pick people I like to work with. Yeah. And I saw them work. So Craig Forrest, he's the number one goaler. Yeah, Craig Forrest. Do you know what? People don't know how good he was. Really? But he, the people don't know how funny of a character he was. Very funny man. I wish I wish Shaka would have been after me. Yeah. And you'd have said to him, Stephen picked Craig Forrest because he was a good goaler and he was funny. And Shaka would have said, Do you know what? Craig was an amazing goaler. Do you know in training yeah. that like he was just um un- you couldn't beat him. Really? And then he went to the Copa Cups and he was just amazing. So, and he was yeah. the funniest guy ever. We had so many, so many laughs with him. He, uh, he was just one time, he, uh, we went to play Plymouth in a pre season friendly, right? And I had these free trainers from Puma because Puma sent me uh, some trainers. Yeah. And uh, he said, Stephen, those trainers, mate, they're garbage. <laughs> so, me, Les Sealer, and the Shackle were in uh, Les's Audi going to the Preston game because we had to do something as a keeper as we trained and we went there. Yeah. So he says, Stephen, just, uh, let me see them trainers. I'm going to look at these trainers here. He said, give me the other one. Let me have a look. Let me compare. He got my trainers right, and he threw them out the window on the motorway. <laughs> right? He said, they're garbage, Stephen, mate. <laughs> so I had to go to Plymouth with my bare socks on. <laughs> but he was so funny. But, yeah, just he was just a nice guy. But he was a good goaler. Yeah. And as you said, yeah, you goalkeepers, you just have a special bond, don't you? The goalkeepers. Yeah, it's different. We're different. Yeah. We're You're different. different. We're on our own on the pitch. Well, I think you are. Yeah, exactly. You, you train, you, you know, you warm up together first, and you do your own training sessions together, and you only come together when you're doing. I think you know, nowadays, it's changing though the way they're intermingling the goalkeepers, the outfield players, and that lot. So it's changing. Mm. The vibes mm. changing. I suppose with now you've got the way. I mean, I, I don't. I hate it. It always, you know, gets the willies at me. But you know, when you have the goalkeepers are sort of playing it from the back, like in their own box. I hate, I don't, I hate that. Oh, it it's, gets me. Do you know what though? Keepers are getting better and it's good. I like yeah. it. It's exciting. It's like, go on, nick it. Oh, go on. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like, you know, I, I'm a man of average, you know, I like to play the percentages. Yeah. In that, yeah. yeah like like Callum Pardew in the final third, cross the ball in, you're going to win that game and you did. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Football can be so easy. But um, as you said, because they have these sweeper keepers now, as you said, they're probably more in line with the back four now, aren't they? And play they with the back four. So they train a bit together and get them yeah. more intermingled. So it's, it's different, but yeah. Yeah, he's still together. Right. Okay. So we'll put Craig Forrest in. Um, right. Let's go. Let's, let's go four at the back. It's easier. Um, left left back. Who'll be left back? Maybe? Stuart Pierce. He's got to be in there, hasn't he? Oh, Pierce. God bless him. One because he was the most serious man on the pitch, but on the off the pitch, he wasn't the most serious man. Really? Yeah, he was all right. He was fun. <laughs> and, yeah. I enjoyed him. And he's obviously doing the, still doing the stuff. He obviously he's back in the coaching staff at West Ham, doing the jobs. Yeah, um, but I uh, is it all right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed that. I read that a couple of uh, not not yeah. so long ago. Yeah, but he's, he's honestly passionate about passionate about his club. Yeah. Yeah, he's good, but, yeah. yeah, and he was part of that. We had that, didn't we? We had a little run of playing with sort of uh, players who were coming to the end of their career. We had like Piercy and I think we had yeah, yeah. Chrissy Powell came in for a bit, Powell. didn't he? And stuff. And um, yeah, and you could probably get away with it then. I don't think you can get away with it now. You wouldn't be able to play a thirty-seven-year-old at left back. Yeah, exactly. The pace. The pace. Yeah, it's just mental. Right, we'll put Psycho in. Um, let's go. Let's go right back. Let's go the other side then, mate. Um. I was going to say Thomas Repka. Yeah. He springs to mind because he was just passionate as well. And I liked him. 
very quiet, but geez, he's he's quiet, but he was an assassin. You know what I mean? He was passionate about his club. He'd say anything terrible or negative, he'd be on you. Really? And I like that. Yeah, he was like not negative at all. He was like, he used to speak in his chair. We win, we win. You know, better, we better. You know, really direct with what he said. But he's yeah. a nice guy, nice guy. Yeah. But he used to train hard and he used to play hard and sometimes probably too hard. Do you know what I mean? And his emotions got the better of him and he was like, but he didn't mean any harm. He just wanted to win. Yeah. 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 And not yeah. take any, not take any disrespect or anything from anyone or, or, you know, basically easily wound up possibly because he wanted to, uh, he was an alpha male, wasn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, I mean, you know, with him, he was like one of these players who was like, um, as you said, he just, he wanted to win so, so much that he just, it, it it boiled over sometimes. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's why West Ham fans loved him because. I know, he yeah. He's and, trained with his, you knew what he was getting. If he was a bad game, he'd hold his hands up. Or he was bad in training, or, you know, he'd hold his hands up. He'd yeah. want to go on again. <laughs> Love it. Right. Okay. That is, that, that's quite a strong fullback. So really, he was Stuart yeah. Thomas Repka. Right. Um, centre backs. Interesting. Obviously, as a goalkeeper, centre backs are, are crucial. Um, who would you have your first centre back, man? Uh, Rio Ferdinand, because not he had everything. <laughs> he had that pattern. Not a bad one to have, Rio Ferdinand. He had everything. He had uh, he had everything. He was good on the ball. He was a winner. He was an athlete. Yeah. He had everything, and he um, just uh, literally had everything, and he was a nice guy. Yeah. Really nice guy, and yeah. So yeah. definitely him, even just for banter and that. Like, he's great, great person. You know what? And he had some tough times in the press, didn't he, about... Oh, like Manchester United and stuff, and yeah, I never yeah. believed the word of it because I know him, and um, he's yeah. a straight up guy, and his dad and his family—they're all solid people, solid people. And that's what you, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's being, it's, as long as you're, as long as you're true to yourself, and it, it, despite what the the press throw it out in it, as long as you know who you are and you're true to yourself, that's no yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. And the people who know you know you're yeah. a good, solid, <laughs> fun passionate guy and yeah who did we have on we had um oh someone was uh ian foyer we had ian foyer on yeah we had him on and he he used to go he said he used to run around with rio in his mate his american pickup truck like like booming out bloody hip-hop music around wolfram abbey (laughs) brilliant Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, so funny top top guy right okay we'll put rio who's rio gonna partner then in the middle uh i liked eagle stimmatch that's a that's a great shout Eagles, yeah, solid, weren't he? Solid player. Solid, cool, nice character off the pitch. You know what? It did help the young lads out as well. Yeah, well, I suppose it's, it's so important, isn't it? To, to, yeah, I could um, pick Razor, but just thought Eagles Stimmatch. I mean, you said it. I'm just, I'm just freestyling there. Eagles, yeah, like Razor, but Eagles Stimmatch. He was solid. Yeah. And do you know what? He comp- Rio Ferdinand can compliment him with the speed and the height and that yeah. lot, and he'd, he'd have the experience. You know what I mean? That's good shout. Yeah, that's good shout. I mean, yeah, Ray, obviously, we have, we've had Razor on as well. He's a bit, yeah. Yeah. It must have been a, quite an interesting dressing room with people like Razor and people like that. <laughs> Ian Wright. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was brilliant. Christmas dues, Omega, and, you know, it was yeah. just good. It was fun. It was it was old school. It was good. It was like, you're a team. You felt like a family, to be honest. Yes. You felt like, you know, Travis Sinclair as well. You you know, you always, it was like a family. And uh, yeah. I just, I was so lucky. I was so lucky. Mm. Like to be amongst of all these dressing rooms because nowadays they're all academies and development squads. They they train somewhere different sometimes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. but we were we were changing in the change same change rooms as the proper internationals, um, <laughs> experienced people. It was brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. As you said, the Christmas dues were, were pretty legendary, weren't they? Yeah, just because yeah. we we all needed a release, you know. Cause yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what? It was in London. Even like supporters would be there, and it's like yeah. brilliant. And I just enjoyed it. Well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, you know, that that's one thing I really miss. Like interviewing lots of obviously players like yourselves who were around that time, and even before, you know, and not not so much afterwards. But you know, they they just seem to be normal people. For you could sit in a pub and have a chat yeah. and watch. A, you know, you'd you'd, you'd organise Chris to do who's playing on that Super Sunday that we could all watch together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And have a few drinks and just chill out and chat and. Yeah, it's good. I loved it. Yeah, just like normal. Start at eleven o'clock and have your breakfast. And do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a like a Christmas day, isn't it? Exactly. When we had Trev on, we said he said we were talking about that season where we finished like fifth. Yeah. And he went, 
be honest, we I reckon we could have probably won the league that year. But you know, if we did, maybe if we didn't go out every Tuesday night, he was um, organising it. Let me tell you, yeah, exactly. No, I know, yeah. And uh, and then I interviewed Ray, when I interviewed Razor, I asked him, and he went, yeah. But the trouble is, the good thing about going out for a Tuesday night was I never went for a cheeky beer on a Thursday because I know I could have a night out Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. You sort of see, sort of like you know, see both sides of the story, innit? But uh, there's a balance uh, in it in life to, to be is, yeah. to be free and to be relaxed and to not get consumed by all the 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 media and the the yeah. kind of the pressures or the the negativity. You just take yourself into like a we're a team, we're all relaxed. We're gonna go home. We're gonna look after ourselves, and then once in every while, once a week or once every couple of weeks. We'd be a team together, and we'd just have yeah. a nice, relaxing drink. And some some people didn't. I didn't drink all the time, and yeah. um, but some well, people didn't. Some people, you know what I mean? just being together, just about being together. Yeah, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's togetherness and team spirit. And I think you know, and also you know, I think it's all it does rub off onto the fans as well because you know, like I don't know, like you know. A friend of ours, Len, you know, Len's when these player things in player meet, you know, his Waterville yeah. promotions, you know, doing all that type of stuff, you know, they always sell out because always the the fans want to meet the players because they're like normal blokes, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you said, having a pint and listening to some stories and yeah, and and there's no social media about it. So it's not like you know, it's all been on Twitter already and these stories and you know, and seen like you know, it's all falsified, it's real, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. It's real. And that's what's really cool about. Right. Okay. So put Igor in. Uh, let's go. Let's go into midfield then. Let's go. Let's go left wing, left midfield. Who should we have on there, mate? Uh, oh, I wonder. I'd like Pete. I want to add Joe Colin. So he's going to go left. Add yeah, Joe Colin left because he can come in on the right. Of course he can. Because uh, he was a special talent, to be honest. Oh yeah. And he was fun, and he was honest, and I and I just liked him. He was a nice guy as well, and he was he was, he was so skillful. Uh, but he was strong and his attitude was right and he's proper West Ham. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's what I like. And we did, you know, the Youth Cup growing up with him and seeing him go from the Youth Cup to England and knowing him and being around, seeing how he operates. He's got to be in there. So yeah, as a West Ham supporter as well, you know. Yeah. And and he comes across so well uh, doing like BT Sport and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. And, you know, so, some some people just can't. You don't transition well. You know, from being a, a player to being a comment you know, analyst or whatever. But he get used to him. But could, yeah. he tells the truth, and he's got nothing. He's got he's got no any motives other than to speak the truth yeah. and be a passionate West Ham supporter and be a football fan. Yeah. So, definitely. and that's definitely. that's nice. That's honestly that's raw, isn't it? It's like yourself and like me. We like football genuinely. There's yeah. no like oh. I know we like our clubs and that lot, but we'd see things in a in a real way, and he he does that, and he's got he just loves football. So yeah, yeah he's a good player though, very skillful, very young, very uh, he's very loved by everyone. You know, when he came in, he would he would, he would training would light literally lighten up when he was on the on the games, and he he'd be he'd be free. Yeah, and it was yeah. really good to train with, to watch, and to see all the reactions of other players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they they would just literally. They, some of them would freeze just to see him on the ball in training. You know what I mean? They're not freeze like, but it'd be an instant. Oh, he's got the ball. He's gonna. He's exciting. Yeah, and it's the thing. The players do. You can imagine what the fans are like every time. Oh, it was, yeah, exciting exactly. in training. It was exciting, and in the yeah. games, he just he was one of them players who could replicate what he did in training into games and be yeah. free because he was yeah. so young and so talented. He could be free, and the fans would let him be free because he was so so young and passionate and talented. So. Kind of got a bit of leeway, didn't he? But he never, yeah, 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 he did definitely. Right, okay, put Joe in. Uh, let's go the other wing then, the right wing. Who's gonna be on? Uh, the right got wing? Trevor Sinclair because we oh, mentioned him before. Trev, God bless but him. He was, uh, he was, he was great to have around the dress rooms and he was a good yeah. player. And uh, West Ham had him at a good time as well. We did in yeah. his career, good time. He was, he was one for organizing group sessions together. Uh, he would love helping the young lads, you know what I mean. Yeah. He would go above and beyond to help the young lads. And he was from Manchester and he'd look after me. And I was a yeah. young lad and I was from Manchester. And he just talked to me, you know. He talked yeah, to me. Top bloke, top bloke so, you know. Top bloke. 100%. And uh, he made the most of his talent and his pace. And he's, uh, he's a nice lad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he's got, he does loads of stuff with his. He's got, with the, um, he's got like an academy. And he's football so, academy, yeah. He's got a football academy. And, uh, you know, my opinion is he was treated a bit unfairly in the press as well. So, yeah. An honest oh guy, straight up, and he. Uh, I'm telling you straight, he was fine. He was. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And first time. He's fair, and he's yeah. fair, and he's straight up, and he says it, he does it. Yeah. 
Well, it's like we have a, we did a we did like occasionally we do sort of nights where we all sort of pick a player. So we've done like Johnny Artson and stuff like that. And we did Trev. So we did like a night, like, an, like this is your life, but for Trevor Sinclair, there's like right. videos and clips. So I messaged him because we've been on the channel before and stuff and, you know, he's helped us out. So I messaged him and said, oh, yeah. And I said, can you do like a little video to say, you know, good luck tonight. Appreciate, you know, doing it. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, send me the link anyway and I'll, and I'll, and I'll watch it. He came right. in, came into the show, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so it was like. He's proper, isn't he? <laughs> He's, he's nice, proper, he's top proper. guy, top, top guy. Um, lovely guy. Right, okay, we'll put, we'll put Tricky Trev in. Uh, centre midfield, first centre midfielder. Uh, got Michael Carrick. Yes. Again, he was in the, I grew up with him and he's in his age group and he was one that was just behind Joe Cole as in yeah. talent and everyone, but everyone knew he was going to just be special. Yeah. The way he moved, the way he glided, um, the way he passed the ball and uh, he was a freak of an athlete, if I'm being honest. The freak of an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, you know, when we went down, he he stayed for that season, didn't he? Um, that season, yeah, he did the right thing. Yeah, he did totally. the right thing. It's the right thing that you stick yeah. with it and you play your games yeah. and you earn your way back into the back into where you should be in the top flight. And he did that. You know, too many people think, "Oh, I'm too good for this league." He was a solid person, solid character. Loved being at the club. Loved the lads around him. Yeah, uh, loved going out. Loved having a good time. Had a great um Lisa, great partner who was just as fun, just the same character, so kept him focused. It was brilliant. He was just yeah. he just had the the perfect upbringing. Do you know what I mean? As a as a footballer, he had a solid family. He had a, a good other half. Uh, he had a good brother as well. Yeah. Uh, and he and he he loved being training. He was he was always wanting to to do better. Sure. And uh yeah he had a few issues growing up you know, with injuries and stuff but John Green had fixed him right up every oh, single yeah, day. You know, yeah. Yeah, John Green would literally tape him up and he 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 just had that he just was good. He was just yeah. good. He just he just never never was never was average. Yeah. He was never average. One of those really one of those amazing players that, that don't come around very often. I, you know, I'm almost brooking S, Trevor Brookie S yes, in terms of yeah. just always had time. Always had time in the ball. Because um, that's how he played. He just he, yeah. he created his own time. Yeah, yes. Finding that extra yard of space or being in the right position. But that takes a skill and it just he was in that right position that gave him time and he's always he always had a good touch and he could always pass, but he could glide. So in he could get forward and get back and yeah. He was a good good lad as well. And he was a, yeah. like I say, he was a freak of an athlete, like yeah. to run at what he did. He was he could go out on a Saturday and he could be training on a Sunday and he could just his stats must have been you know what I mean? His stats must have been. Yeah, we, I don't think they. Were, I don't think they were doing the whole ground. No, they weren't. But then, he, could, he could cover ground and be a, just looked effortless, didn't it? That's what you yeah. know about time. It looked effortless, and he was best actually players, yeah, best place make it look easier, and he yeah. did. And one of those players as well that every, every club he's left haven't been able to replace him. It's one of those ones where you know, like, uh, yeah, you don't know what you've got to. It's gone. So when he left yeah. West Ham, you never replaced him. When he left Spurs, they never replaced him. When he left Couldn't. United, they never replaced him. You know, he's he goes, Shit, we really need this person, but we didn't know we needed him until he's not there. You know, he just did the job and stuff. And uh, yeah, he's, a, you know, he's obviously doing stuff. He's at the he's at Man United, isn't he? He's doing Man United. He's on yeah, he's like a coach there, there isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, right? Okay, so Carrick is in. Mickey Carrick, uh, one more spot in midfield. No, it's probably Frank Lampard on it. You know, yeah. it's boring to say because everyone says Frank Lampard, but he was that good. You know what I mean? He was that good from being that bad. If you know what I mean, <laughs> not as in bad, but he was he was a grafter and um, he made the most of his talent. Yeah, and then what he did when he trained with better players, he became the best player there. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he he knew what he had. And he was an athlete first, a freak of an athlete again. But he was determined because he knew he wasn't elite. So he yeah. made himself elite. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made yeah, himself yeah. elite by grafting. Yeah. Because he had it in him. Because I believe everyone's got the potential to be what they want. If they, if Obviously, you've got to have some genes and desire. But he maximised everything he had. And uh, no, he was, he was special because he's he had a focus and a determination like an absolute just he was an animal, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To to run while he did and he had a great right foot and he he literally got better when he moved west moved from West Ham. Yeah. 
yeah. he was excellent but literally he, he raised the bar and you understand if you're if you're working with someone i don't know if you're in an office or you're someone and you see or an artist or something and you see how they work you're kind of learning from them and you yeah, yeah. You, your talent gets better. that's what he did he was he was an artist and he just got better and better and then he kept getting better yeah and it was good to watch because i was i saw what it took for him to get better yeah you saw the groundwork being done like first i saw the groundwork i saw the groundwork i saw him come in sorry i was in on a sunday with his dad grafting the only player to have spikes on a peg that i've ever seen in 20 years of football (laughs) you know what i mean you must have heard that before yeah yeah. he was the only person he had spikes he literally would be an athlete well, I suppose. I suppose he's always, you know, and, and obviously, yeah, everyone's about obviously his dad and stuff like that. It was almost like he had that work ethic from his dad, but obviously, he probably thought, you know, even more so, I've got to prove myself even more because of my dad. And yeah, but his dad knew what he took. His dad knew yeah. what he took. His dad would see his son and thought, you know, he's got potential, yeah. but in order for him to get the best, he needs to work harder than everyone else. And he did that. Yeah. So his yeah. dad helped him big time, but he'd have done it himself anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right, okay, let's let's go up front. Uh, two strikers. F- first striker then, Stephen. Paolo Di Canio, the best player oh, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Best player I've ever seen in my life. On training, the passion, his tiramisu that he brings in at Christmas when he doesn't go home because he cooks. I've heard, about, I've heard about his tiramisu. I've got, I've got to find his... It's in his autobiography. I've got to find it. It's it. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Very good. Really nice. Top professional. Top, top professional. As banter. But on a Saturday, he's passionate and he just wants yeah. to win. And he... He must hate everyone on a Saturday because he just knows he's better than everyone on a Saturday. And he, if he was playing with everyone else that was on the same standard as him, life would be easier. So he must have been yeah. every Saturday was Paolo Di Canio's frustrated. <laughs> well, we got that. He felt that in the crowd, didn't you? And he oh. had like a, a Paolo moment or whatever he used to call him. But he was the best player. I promise yeah. you, the best player I've ever seen. Natural talent, two touch, yeah. head tennis, passing, finishing. Athlete as well. Uh, yeah. Nice guy as well, but just he had that edge on him you know when he had that he had a bit of edge to him yeah i think everyone loved, i think that's that's when you have you know it, it's it's relatively easy to be a west ham to be you know west ham player respected by the fans if you put put the shift in but it's like if you put the shift in you're passionate and you have that edge as well and a bit of bit of talent that's sort of like this melting that's like everything for a west he ham had everything you know, yeah, you know exactly. what? he had everything he had the best talent he had the yeah. best passion he had the best nastiness in him on a yeah. pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he had the best desire to win. Yeah. Because he it was like he was I'm playing on my own lads and you're all helping me. Yeah. And you're all not good enough, but you've all got to help me. Because <laughs> I can't I ain't got another ten players like me. So I'm gonna go on the pitch. Yeah. You're never going to be you're never gonna be anywhere near me. But I've got to, I've got to deal with you. And then yeah. when you do something wrong, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. And then I'm gonna tell you again. And then before you go out half time, I'm gonna tell you again. <laughs> he was he was brilliant. So yeah. and a com- and a complete bag of spanners, you know, just like you know, he just seemed such a crazy guy, you know, like well, yeah, he wanted to win and he was just passionate and he'd come in and he but he was so nice as well. So yeah. yeah. I like think I think it was Bertie. I think Bertie was his boot boy for a bit. He was and yeah. when, it, when it came to Christmas, obviously everyone gets a little out. Uh, little brucey bonus yeah and then paolo said to him but he tells his he says he, says, he still can't believe it paolo said, bertie come here come here and he got, got out he's opened his opened his car and handed in these pair of football football boots with no laces on that were two sizes too small for bertie merry christmas <laughs> but he's like what can i do with these you know really? everyone else got like 100 quid here 200 quid, quid yeah oh dear but yeah no crazy man um but still so passionate about west ham as well right okay okay one more spot up front, uh, I'm gonna go Freddie Canute. Do you know what? That is a great shout. And I'll tell you why. I did a little 11 the other day of right. people who this is, I think it could be almost well, it's almost our 250th um interview if it's not. So, yeah, it's quite so we've done quite a few. And I did an 11 of people who have only been picked once. Freddie Canute, they've been picked once. Are there? So there you go, he's been picked who twice picked now. Oh, it was a fan, it was, it was a fan, was it was it? A fan. But yeah. But I mean. When when he signed, because it was that he played that Wimbledon game. That was his that was his first game, the the famous game. And um, I remember going, do you know what? We've got our own Henri here. This is this is our Thierry Henri. He was special, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? He lit the crowd up. Yeah. I just remember he lit the crowd up on his first two, three, four games, and I remember him bringing the ball out the sky and it just chesting like that. 
Yeah. And he'd hold it up and he'd play it off and he'd run, right? I remember the crowd saying, sign him up, sign yes. him up. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on loan, really, to start with, yeah. yeah. Sign him up. And do you know what? He was the nicest guy ever, but yeah. he did. The, he delivered. I thought he delivered when he was fit and he was right. He delivered yeah. and helped the team like no other forward could at that time unless yeah. you bought big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you say, the Henri. He was a very good forward yeah and he he gave us an outlet and he every time the ball came up he just i just remember him rising and chesting and holding it up and i just thought you know what you're talented he was fascinated with chase so that's yeah. why i just thought you know he'd compliment Paolo. yeah they did they did compliment each other didn't they and but um, don't forget freddie canute freddie canute don't forget him he was a good player he was a great player he was a brilliant player that's why you know when i put this 11 together and it was like shit only one person. He's only because you look back because I, you know, I put everyone's everyone sort of, you know, elevens. I put into my little spreadsheet and yeah. I just pulled it for a list of one. I was like, fucking hell, Freddie Canute. I only picked once, and it's like, you know, he's one of those players who was in between sort of certain like the Hartson era, yeah, and, and obviously you know, and so. But he was brilliant. And like going back and watching, I was like, oh, you know, then you have to Google it, then you have a bit of YouTube. Exactly. He lit it up, didn't he? He lit it up for those, even for those weeks or those months. Sign him, sign. I just remember every week for like three weeks, sign him up. Harry, sign him. He was like, you've got to sign him. Even I'm like, you've got to sign this guy. You've got to sign this guy. You've got to sign him tonight. That's what I thought. And that's that's what sticks in my memory how good he was. Yeah, he's a great player. Great player. Right. That's it, man. Brilliant. That's lovely. Thank you so much for your time, Steve. Oh, no, thank really, you very much. I know you're really, really busy, man. You're only sleeping in 45 minute sessions, you told me. Oh, I'm knackered, but it's you know, it's got to be done, isn't it? It's got to be done. I'm literally trying to be the footballer that goes into business and does well in football and just smashes business. So yeah. I want to be that person. So yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much. No, thanks no, thank you very much. Thank you. And everyone, thank you to everyone watching on YouTube or Spotify, whatever. Give it a like, give it a share. Um, and until next time, for myself and from Stephen, take care, everyone. Yeah, it'll be Amos. Come on, let's get them up there. Come on, you Come on, you see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. bye-bye. Podcast Network.